Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Welcome to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski and uh, Mike Mike Kapler with me getting together for our uh, little discussion about uh, growing in the grace and um, in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mike, uh, we were talking a little bit about the gospel, uh, the good news, what it is, and what's revealed in the gospel. Uh, it's it's a subject we love talking about because, I mean, the the, the word gospel gets it gets used a lot, and uh, but we, we've been the last couple times trying to get kind of narrowed down, uh, focused a little bit more on exactly what uh, the word gospel means, um, and, and then and what's revealed in it. So much is revealed in it, as, as Paul uh, talks about in Romans 1. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get into it, Mike. Good to have you here with me, as usual. Oh, is it my turn to talk now? No, uh, I'm not done yet. Well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second longest introduction I've ever heard. Oh Well, I can go for a record if you want. If that's only the second, man, I got more in me. Man, you are old. If you're going for a record in this day and age of CDs <laughs> and digital technology, no, I'm going for an iPod, man. Yeah. <laughs> the flip side of a 45—that's what you're sounding like. A uh, 45. <laughs> I'm playing my four. I can play my 45 on 78 speed, though. <laughs> we may need to before this one is done. What are these old fogies talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, Joel, you know, the question was asked, what is the gospel? And some people might say, well, it's, it's Jesus. Uh, it's good news. It's about the life of, of Jesus. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and uh, John. And, uh, you know, it, it is all of that. But to focus specifically and to drill just a little bit deeper, what we were talking about before was in Romans 1, 16 and 17. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of of Christ, for it is the, the, uh, the power of God unto salvation uh, for, the, for the Jew first and for the Greek. For in it, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. This is a cornerstone scripture. It's important to have this one down, because this is the beginning, I mean, chronologically speaking, uh, the book of Romans, the first epistle of Paul, after the book of Acts. And Paul begins making a case for what the gospel is and why he's not ashamed of it. And this is in the very first part of the book of Romans. And, and again, this cornerstone verse is the gospel is a revelation or a revealing of God's righteousness, specifically speaking, God's righteousness in us. And uh, this is what makes this such great news, is because under the Old Covenant, the Jews were constantly uh, going about their lives trying to establish their own righteousness, which couldn't be done, by the way, not to God's satisfaction anyway, and um, here the good news is that God has provided us with righteousness through his son, Jesus Christ. It's a gift. And you know what? If, if there was any one thing that, that I, I think that we need to be reminded of over and over and over again, and really it's something you and I have talked about a lot, it's this, is, is what the gospel, what exactly the gospel is. You know, in the church today, it it's, it's just seems like we're, um, you know, we've come to know Christ. We've accepted Christ uh, into our hearts. We, we, we accept the fact that it's by grace alone that we can uh, be saved. Uh, but then we put this list in front of everybody of, of all the things that they're supposed to do in order to maintain this righteousness. But really, 
what the righteousness is that's revealed is not it's not our own righteousness it's not a list of things to do for god it's it's a continuing trust in his very own righteousness that was given to us as a gift and so if there's anything uh that is worth repeating and there's a lot of stuff uh in the bible that's worth repeating but if there's anything that we i know you and i it, it's deep in our hearts to to help people to understand is that the gospel the good news is all about god's righteousness not our own i love what you're talking about there that you know the jews went about trying to establish their own righteousness there's a big contrast there there's a big contrast between my righteousness you know my own righteousness in and of myself uh, the works that I can try to do in order to please God, which really are filthy, uh, filthy rags is what Isaiah said. And there's a difference between that and God's righteousness. So it's, it's, it, you're, you're right, it's a cornerstone uh, scripture here. It's, it's a cornerstone idea uh, that Paul brings up there in Romans 1, 16 and 17. Well, it, it's a constant battle for me, Joel. Maybe not as much as it was when I first came to uh, this this knowledge of God's righteousness, but it is still a, a constant battle because religion, uh, the world, uh, everything that is a part of uh, who we are as, as um, well, let, let me put it this way, constantly we're bombarded with the temptation to trust in what we do, mm-hmm. and it's going to rob us of our identity uh, in Christ as as being righteous based on what he did, not on what we do. And, and this is why we, we kind of always come back to this. We, we may talk about some different things in our program as the weeks and years go by, but we'll always come back to this, because if we don't understand this foundational truth, then every, all the other dominoes aren't going to fall into place the way they're supposed to. Yeah, it, that's the truth. I like that analogy. I've never even uh, thought of it that way. But you get yourself into this Christian life. Yeah, if you start off on the wrong foot, if you go off on the wrong in the wrong direction from the start, then the whole thing is going to go wrong. And I know my Christian life started like that. At least my quote my committed life to Jesus, because it was all about, I've stopped doing this, I've stopped doing that, and I've started doing all these good things. And and that was what my foundation was. Uh, that's really what I thought the Christian life was about, uh, because I had I had uh, decided that, man, I just can't live this thing. For years, I had, I had said, I just can't do it, so I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to try. Then all of a sudden, something happened in my life in 1992, and for whatever reason, I started doing some of the right things that I thought I would never, ever be able to do. And so my trust became in all the good things that I was doing. And I came to find out, and it really didn't take all that long, but I came to find out that I just can't maintain this. I can't do it. And, and so I felt even worse than what I did when I when I wasn't, quote, living this committed life uh, for Jesus. And and so this downward spiral began in my life. I'm sure many of our listeners can relate to this, that you try and you try and you try, and all you find out is that you you fail. You fail and you fail. Maybe you have some high points. Maybe you you do some good here and there. Uh, But man... ...is where we started out here. But what what he's doing here, you know, we we read the Bible sometimes in in verses and little pieces and paragraphs and chapters... And Paul didn't write like that. All of that stuff, uh, those numbers of verses and chapters and so forth, those were added in later on. Paul, uh, beginning here, 
makes his case for God's righteousness all through the book of Romans. I mean, this is just the beginning of, of, of a long um, uh, conversation that Paul is having, trying to make a point, and it goes on for many chapters, um, not even just a couple of chapters. You can keep on going, and he keeps building his case throughout the book of Romans. In fact, depending on the translation uh, that you read, uh, what, what translation of the Bible you read, um, you're probably going to find the word righteousness anywhere from 30 to as much as 50 times just in the book of Romans. So this is an important point that's being made here, not so much by us, but by the Apostle Paul. Uh, just looking at the uh, definition of, of what Strong says righteousness is and Strong's definition of it, um, it says this, in a broad sense, the state of him who is as he ought to be, righteousness, the condition acceptable to God. To put it in, in my language, Joel, it, it kind of means that you're, you're right with God. Uh, and that's a good feeling. There's a, how many people have asked the question, are you right with God? Gee, I wonder if I'm right with God. Well, we can know we're right with God, not by how well we live, not by all the bad things that we don't do anymore, but by simply trusting and believing in his finished work at the cross. Because remember, what we're all focused on here today is, is Romans 1, 16 and 17, where, where Paul says, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. So when you understand the gospel, when you understand that you are now living in the gospel, in the good news, that, that you've received the good news, and now this is your life, your whole life is based upon the gospel, it's, your whole life is based upon the good news, what, what that is, is that your life is now based upon not your own righteousness, but it's based upon God's righteousness. And as that uh, definition from Strong says, Mike, um, that is good news. That's a great thing, because uh, if you're right with God, that is a great place to be, and, and it's a gift. It, Paul says it's a gift. It's what was revealed in the gospel, God's very own righteousness, nothing that we could have ever accomplished on our own. Well, I know we haven't come to it yet, but later in the book of Romans, uh, and I love the verse where Paul says, um, now that we know we're justified by faith, we have peace with God. Mm. I mean, you know, if, if, if you're not justified by faith, if it isn't a gift, if you do have to work to get from God when it comes to righteousness, um, then that's a struggle, because, and that's something I went through for a lot of years. There were many moments in my Christian life as, as hard as I tried, Joel, I, I, sometimes I just read, uh, so, I read dozens of chapters of the Bible a week, just in my casual leisure time. And, this, and sometimes I would pray an hour a day because this is what I was told to do, <laughs> whether I wanted to or not. I, you know, I really had a heart for God, but every now and then I was always questioning, where do I really stand with God? Yeah, it's that old treadmill you and I have talked about a lot. You know, I, in my mind, I was just picturing the Jetsons. And, uh, some of our listeners, of course, <laughs> might not remember that. But was it uh, what was the dog's name on the Jetsons? Uh, um, let's hey. see, the boy's name was Elroy. Uh, <laughs> that part I remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the dad, uh, he would, he would uh, George Jetson, he, would, uh, he had their dog, uh, oh, you know. Astro. Astro, yeah, yeah, that's it. And it wasn't it, it in the beginning, uh, not not during the actual show content, but in in the beginning of the show, they they showed uh, him taking the dog, walking him on the treadmill, and then he gets on there, he ends up you know going flying uh, on that treadmill. I mean, he, he's just going around and around and around on it. 
but that's kind of what the Christian life is for many people. It's a it's a treadmill. Uh, you're trying to get your exercise. You're trying to do uh, what you're supposed to be doing, but you're getting nowhere. Uh, and and you might even be you know something I like to do when, for my kids when I'm walking on the treadmill and they're they're watching TV while I'm walking on the treadmill. You know I'll stand there and I'll, and and I'll stop and so I'll move backwards with the thing and they get they get a kick out of that. Sometimes. I remember my Christian life not being in a funny way, but my Christian life was like that because I would be walking on that treadmill, and if I just stopped for a minute, I felt I would fall back, and oh man, I just felt the condemnation. I felt the lack of joy. I mean, there was just a lack, a lack of joy. I didn't have that peace with God. The reason being because I was trusting in my own work on that treadmill. I wasn't trusting in God's righteousness. I was trusting in my own. I've got about 30 seconds left, Mike. Uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts to end us up with here today. Well, yeah, my spiritual life was like that too, Joel. In fact, uh, it's very similar to my real treadmill experience. I have the same problem as Astro the dog. I'm just way out of shape, but... I'm looking forward to getting a little bit further into Romans next time we get together. Yeah, that'll be fun. Hey, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, get a hold of us at graceroots.org. I'm Joel, along with Mike. We'll be back again with you next time for more talk about growing in grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Beruzicki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 